Welcome to MTG Ectoplasm, your home for spirit travel and magic the gathering. I'm your host, Dwight, aka DeBlanco, a medium that wears an extra extra large. You can reach out to me on Twitter at MTG Ectoplasm, or you can email me directly at MTG Ectoplasm at gmail.com. Let me know how am I doing? Am I doing a good job, a bad job, or maybe I shouldn't quit my day job? Now, like I do ask each and every single episode to be a favor, hit that follow, like, subscribe button. I have no clue where you're streaming or how you're streaming. It should be over here or over there or somewhere up here in the corners. Do me a favor. Hit that follow, like, subscribe button. It's huge. It's a moral imperative because if you like the show, like I hope you do, share it with your friends and family. But hitting that follow and like, subscribe button, shares it out to more people. So with that being said, it is now time for me to bring in the young lady who's the engineer, the producer of the show. She's the one who I call the ravishing one, the one, the only, the ravishing Renata. How you doing there, ravishing? I'm doing well. Well, we got a fun episode tonight. Uh, I hope you're a little excited. I'm excited. I know I am. Uh, what happens is that our last episode of uh, MTG Ectoplasm, we were talking about the 2023 version of Azoria Spirits in Pioneer, right? Well, there were some questions. People reached out to me. It's like, hey, Dwight, how about this? How about this? How about this? And I, you know, it was like, you know, it became a battle between cards, uh, literally cards. And I was like, okay, you know what? This sounds like a fun little episode. So I hope you're ready. You ready, Ravishin, about this? Oh, I'm ready. Oh, I know you are. All right. So, Ravishin, let's do this. What's the first battle that we have here? The first battle is Mausoleum Wanderer versus Spectral Sailor. All right. This is, I know most of you are like, okay, Dwight, listen. I know you're talking about Osorius here, but Mausoleum Wanderer and Spectral Sailor, how's that a battle? That's not even a battle. That's, like, that's an afterthought, right? Well, you, you're correct. It is an afterthought. I, you know, we had to put a little, one of those little preliminaries out there for that knockout punch where the crowd goes, whoa. Right, so hopefully you're gonna get that. But let's break this. Let's break this matchup down, right? Shall we? First things first. We got Spectral Sailor at one blue mana, Spirit Pirate one one flash flying. It has a generic of three and blue. You get to draw a card. Not bad, right? From one mana. Of course, we the Boo Crew, we the people who love to look at spirits. We, we want a little bit more, right? We want that the the peekaboo that I've been keeping on talking about, right? Well, the cool thing about this card, shall we say, is that, it, of course, it's a spirit. It gets the benefit. Also, the fact that it has flying and flash. Bravo. Love it. The piece that resistance that most people are a little bit in him and in Han is that the four mana, the three generic and a blue, you could do on the opponent's turn. So when they go... Uh, I got nothing to do. I pass turn. They pass priority. Guess what we get to do? Oh, that's right. We get to tap four mana and draw a card, one of the huge setbacks that we in the spirit community have. Now, me, I'm one of the vocal people out here saying, hey, we need more card draw. Card draw. Please give us, Watsy, more. Well, here we have some. But let's be honest with one another. You know, I know, we both know. Mausoleum Wanderer is the knockout punch 
Okay. It's like uh, watching Mike Tyson. If you had the chance in your youth to sit there and watch him hit people. And if you haven't go to YouTube, put in Mike Tyson, seen how he punches people. Holy jeez. Well, Muslim wonder is the same way. The reason why I say it that way, let's look at them. One blue spirit, one, one flying spirit. Whenever another spirit enters the battlefield, it gets a plus one, plus one. till end of turn. Bravo. Chef's kiss, right? Because I know my merfolk people desperately want that card. But it says, sacrifice Muslim Wanderer, counter target instant or sorcery unless controller pays X, where X is Muslim, Muslim, Muslim Wanderer's power, right? Well, I hate to tell you, I hate to break it to you. Like I said in the last episode, this is the key card that everybody and their mother, their cousins, nephews, cousins, I don't care who they're related to, they loathe that card. They can't stand it. I'm sorry, I should be pointing this way, right? They can't stand that card. Why? Because every time you play it on turn one, especially in Pioneer, boop, they go out of the way to kill it. You put Spectral Sailor, they're like, <laughs> whatever, Spectral Sailor. Guess what? It can stay on the board. Why? Because it doesn't bother them as much. Fine to get pecked here, pecked there, get pecked everywhere. But Mausoleum Wanderer, not only do they get pecked, and when you play a spirit, they get pecked harder. You play two spirits and you put on the Lord. Oh, they get really pecked. It turns that pick turns into a punch. And the fact that you can sit there and sacrifice it to counter spells, mm, 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 mm. it really brings a tear to an opponent's eye. So, right here in this matchup, Ravishing, this is what I got to say Mausoleum Wanderer beats Spectral Sailor. Your thoughts? I would agree. There you go. Now, next, let's check out the next matchup, shall we? matchup we have slip out the back versus shore up voices versus lauren's escape now most people are like okay we're talking about azorius here okay this is not bent we're not talking about mono blue snow because i know slip out the back and shore up a little uh, here and there a little hem and haw but some of you are like hold on hold on Dwight. yeah you're getting ahead of yourself lauren's escape one white mana our mana base isn't there it's not there yet what are you what are you talking about well ladies and gentlemen i don't know if you uh, i missed the memo the phyrexian all, all will be one right there's going to be a card for us that's right seacrum's coast it's coming quick mana for us in white and blue so that's why i'm pointing me well sorry i should i'm pointing at loran's escape because I'm really looking and liking. Let's look at it. Slip out the back. Darn these darn, darn dogs. Uh, slip out the back is one blue. It's an instant plus one plus one. And target creature phases out to end the turn. That's how we used to protect a creature. But one thing I do like about it is guess what? When our opponent's attacking us, boop, we can play that. And guess what? Their creature phases out. That's a benefit to us because we don't deal any damage. And then on our up upcoming turn, guess what? We can fly over and do some damage. The only negative part is... If we do it too early, that creature get bumped up and we may end up getting bumped in the head, if you know what I mean. But I'm a huge, for those who missed in the last episode, I'm a huge, huge fan. Huge fan of Slip Out the Back. Now, Sharp is a new card that is starting to make their ways into decks. And I, I do like, and I'll explain to you why. Sharp is one blue, target creature gets plus one, plus one, and gains hexproof until end of turn. Untap it. 
Now, obviously, we're not doing that to our opponent's creatures. We're going to be doing it to ours. Because why? You know, I know. Here I go again saying these things. They target our creature. Right? So that's the reason why we put Hexproof. And the fact that it doesn't hurt that if we have Mousey Home Wanderer out in the battlefield. What? We target it. Now it has Hexproof. And it gets plus one, plus one. Ooh. And if we tapped already and flew over... And if we had a Lord, Lord, you know, it's either a two, two, or if we had a Lord, it's a three, three, you know, it's a little, you know, and our opponent's like, yeah, that, that was a real poor choice on my behalf. So Shorp is a great, wonderful card, but now let's look at Lorraine's escape one white and instead. Okay. The first part of the is like, yeah, yeah. target artifact. Well, we're not going to worry about target artifact. We're going to look at target creature gains hexproof indestructible until end of turn scry one you know what i see here right the fact that my creature does the same thing as shore up it gives my creature hexproof can't beat that and it gives the creature indestructible i guess that's the reason why we're putting what selfless spirit in the deck hmm could be and the fact that it has scry I don't know if you missed the Mesmo on the last episode, but uh, uh, mm, we get to look at the top card, look at it and go, ooh, I like it or I don't like it. If I like it, it stays on top. If not, it goes on the bottom of the library. So guess what? It filters our deck through. And guess what? It's You could say it's like card draw, but not really card draw, a pseudo card draw. But the fact that guess what? If it's a crappy card, guess what? Crap goes away. And guess what? We have the potential of drawing a card that we may end up necessarily needing when it comes to this matchup hands down i'm still a huge fan i slip out the back but sure up Woo! it's catching up to me and i'm thinking it's great but right now if you're telling me in this three-way fight to me hands down i'm going to lorenz escape because sea crumb coast is coming okay it's going to be here before sea crumb coast i'm going to tell you shore up go to the shore up but after Sea Chrome Coast is available, go to Lorenz Escape. It is what you expect it to be. And if you don't know, now you know. And knowing's half the battle, G.I. Joe. Next, let's see what the next matchup is. Oh, what's this, Ravishing? We now have our flavor shirts and boot crew shirts available in the MTG Ectoplasm store. They can be bought at www.mtgectoplasm.com. They come in all sizes and colors for men and women. Well, you heard it here from the Ravishing one. Let me just tell you, ladies and gentlemen, Boo Crew, get it while it's hot. Let me just tell you, these flavor shirts aren't going to stick around. And let me just tell you, the next time you go to a tournament and you wear this, uh, you could sit there and say, uh, uniquely styled shirt, you're going to go, hmm, this person really likes spirits. And the fact that it has your flavor right there, you have the, yeah, uh, you know, bent, you got the mono blue snow flavor, and then also the Azorius flavor. And hell, if you're not in the mood to get a flavor shirt, become like these two people over here that advertise for us. Get your Boo Crew t-shirt. You go to mtgectoplasm.com, support the show, because basically we're trying to get bigger. We want to get bolder. We want to include you in Boo Crew. So guess what? Pick up your MTG merch for us and help us do better for you. So Ravishing, let's get to the next battle, shall we? Ooh. In the next battle, we have... Ottawara, Soaring City versus Ijanjo, Seat of the Empire. Let me just tell you, I love this battle. That's no boo sheet. And let me begin by saying, 
this is cards that I looked at originally, and I'm like, it's like I knew, I I fell in love with, I knew. Let's be honest with one another. We knew the Basaju who indoors was the best, the best, the best of the uh, channel lands. But the red one, the black one, those lands. Eh. But Ottawa, sorry, city and Achancho, the seat of the empire. Let me just tell you. Daddy looking, daddy's liking. Let me just tell you. Let's start with Ottawa, Soaring City. It's a legendary land, obviously. It taps for one blue. It has a channel. Generica three and a blue. Discard Ottawa, Soaring City. Return target, artifact, creature, enchantment, and planeswalker back to the owner's hands. Not bad. Now, the ability cost is less for each legendary creature you control. Meh. Let's go to a John Joe, shall we? A John Joe, Seat of the Empire, Legendary Land, a white. We tap it for white. It has channel to generic and a white. Discard a John Joe, Seat of the Empire. It deals four damage to target creature attacking or blocking. This ability costs one less to activate for each legendary creature you control. Now, this is a little difficult here to tell you why. Me personally, I love bouncing stuff back to their my own uh, my opponent's lands, back to their hands. Love it. Reason why is because they spent mana and they're going, "Ah oh, man, I gotta cast this again." Oh, he took away my opportunity for the victory. Oh, man, I gotta. You know, I was trying to set up and try to do this, but took it away from me. That's what I love about Anjanjo. It makes the opponent think once, not twice, but thrice going, eh, coulda, shoulda, woulda. Hmm. Now, with Janja, the seat of the empire, on the other hand, is a tricky card because the fact that, yeah, we can do it when our opponent's attacking us. But the question is, do we want to do it when they're attacking us and holding them in? Or do we want to be proactive and uh, when we're attacking and they so decide to block one of our creatures? Oh, you know what? Because the fact you blocked this creature, maybe I'm better off destroying it because maybe it's a high-powered creature. That's where the trade-off is. The question is, how and when do you play these cards to choose who wins this battle? Realistically, through my times playing Magic the Gathering, especially playing Nazorius in Modern and Pioneer, okay? Because I'm not going to tell you I'm a master. I'm too humble to sit there and say I'm a master in spirits. Too humble. I tell you, I'm an elite specialist. That's what I'll tell you about me. But during my time being an elite specialist, when it comes to the spirit tribe, hands down, hands over fist, even though it costs more, Ottawara, the Soaring City, stands above a Janjo. Realistically and honestly, there are times where I wish we had a legendary spirit where it would reduce the mana value for us but we can only hope and wait and see, especially with these upcoming sets. And I'll tell you right now, um, not maybe not in Pioneer, but maybe in Modern, hopefully in the new Lord of the Rings set that comes and gets released, or potentially maybe maybe and humbly in Modern Horizons, we get a legendary spirit or a, maybe a, a, a peekaboo. Just saying. I haven't heard anything. I'm just, just humbly throwing it out there, Watsy, if you're watching. 
So with that being said, when it comes to this matchup, hands down, hands over fist, I'm going to go with Ottawa, the soaring city over at John Joe. Now I'm being honest with you. Both of them will be in my pioneer deck, but I'm, I'm going to more than likely lean into the uh, Ottawa than I am to the uh, John Joe. Now ravishing. What do we have? Dwight. Well, what's going on? It's time. It's time for what? It's time for the main event. The main event. The main event. All with right. A handful in attendance and millions and millions watching around the world. Boo crew. Let's get ready to shuffle. Uh, you, you, you can tell the ravishing guy yeah, uh, a little spirited about that, right? Yeah, I'll, like, I'll be here all week. You know, tip your uh, yeah, bartenders. Now, my, uh, Ravishing, tell us about this matchup. In this matchup, we have Empyrean Eagle versus Skyclave Apparition versus Nebelgast Herald. All right, ladies and gentlemen. This is the reason why I call this the main event. Because what happens is this, this was the key. This was the, the matchup here that I kept on getting email after email after me email. And I thank everyone, the entire boot crew and those getting new into pioneer and especially in spirits. I thank you. And the reason why is everybody's asking, you know, we're playing Gazorius. You know, we may not have drunk school captain. We, we have a period eagle, right? A period eagle is one generic, a blue, sorry, a white and a blue bird spirit. Two, three has a wonderful big booty as flying and other creatures you control with flying get plus one plus one last time i checked the majority or shall we say all of our spirits currently have flying and they benefit with the plus one plus one now i'm going to give you the negative i'm going to give you the con here notice how i said almost everyone because we're playing right now with muta vault in the main now, you're going to go, hey, Dwight, you're getting all crazy here because Mutavolt isn't a spirit, but it can become a spirit for one generic mana. So technically, it does not benefit from Empyrean Eagle. Yeah, it's very nice to sit there and have a lord. God knows I would love to have a wonderful lord when it comes to spirits. Another lord. You know, I'm being selfish. I want a, a great uh, one mana spirit, maybe legendary, but a wonderful new lord. Especially when the two mana costs just do a white and a blue, just eight. But then you have Skyclave Apparition. The spirit that most of us weren't even aware that even we want, we weren't even aware that we wanted. Let's look at a Skyclave Apparition, right? It's a generic and two white, two, two, so medium sized booty, core spirit. When Skyclave Apparition enters the battlefield, exile up to one target, non-land, non-token permanent, you don't control with converted mana cost four or less. I'm telling you right now, Pioneer, that's looking real good. Mom, you know, modern. That's really good. Now, let's read. When Skyclave Apparition leaves the battlefield, the Exile card's owner creates an XX blue illusion creature token where X is the converted mana cost of the Exiled card. So in a sense, I'm just throwing it out there. It's very similar, very, very, very similar to Spoke Queller. The only difference, obviously, a white and blue, it flies. 
you know, and the fact that, oh, I exile the card, and if you destroy, you know, Spellcrawler, you get the card for free without you paying the additional mana cost. But with this, okay, they get a an X next. So, for example, if they had a flyer and they pay three mana for, let's say, a humble 2-2, two, two, now it becomes a 3-3 three, three on the ground. Not bad. But let's go back to Empyrean Eagle. It says other creatures you control with flying get plus one, plus one. What did we miss here on uh, Skyclave Apparition? No flying. No flying. It hurts. Now let's look at Nobblegast Herald. Two generic and a blue. It's a flat. It's a spirit. It has flash. It has flying. It's a two-one creature. So the booty. Its booty looks like a chicken cutlet. Whenever Nobblegast Herald or another spirit enters the battlefield, under your control, tap target creature and opponent controls. Okay. So basically, if an opponent's attacking me, boop, I put it onto the battlefield, it taps a creature, or sorry, shall I say, in the beginning of their attack phase, I get to sit there and play this creature because the fact that it has flash, and I tap it down, and now I don't have to worry about that attack from them. Can't complain. And also, if I have rattle chains on the battlefield, or if I haven't played the rattle chains, wow. Not only would I be able to protect Nobblegast, sorry, protect Nobblegast Herald, right? But it also has flesh, so I get to ch- tap another creature an opponent controls. And I can do it on their turn. Now, I want you to look at these, this matchup. Empyrean Eagle, Skyclave Apparition, Nobblegast Herald. Two have flying, one has flash. One has a big booty, one has a moderate-sized booty, and one has a chicken cutlet booty. When it comes to the, this matchup, it's a lot easier than you think. And I want to tell you why. I put two of these in my main board right now. And maybe in the future, it stays at two. Potentially, depending on what comes out and what Watsi decides to provide us. And it also depends on the way the format ends up changing, the way the meta does. Empyrean Eagle, a white, a blue, and a generic, is very easy to sit there and play in Azorius. When it comes to Skyclave Apparition, you can play the generic, but the two white, and especially because the mana base is not exactly where it needs to be at the current moment, at the current moment, Skyclave Apparition isn't even a thought. As much as I love this card, and I'll, I'll tell you, when, when I first saw this card, I was like, holy jeez, thank you. Thank you, Watsu, for creating this wonderful card, especially for us spirit players. But the unsung hero, the one card that people forget, and it's the one with the chicken cutlet butt, is Nubblegast Herald. Because the fact that it allows us to do something when it automatically comes into play, it has evasion, and the fact that any other spirit that comes in, guess what? They're going to sit there and be able to tap down your opponent down, and they're going to do, can I attack, please? Can I do something, please? That's why Shacklegeist in our deck is one of the mainstays. Once in a while, does it become a flex spot? Once in a while, and very rarely. 
But then now you have Nebel Gas Herald just goes, boop, I'm just going to play a creature. And yeah, my friend, you're going to be twiddling your thumbs. Sounds pretty nice. So when it comes to this matchup, ding, 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 it's over. It's lights out. For me, Nebel Gas Herald is the champion, is the victor. So for those who uh, reached out to me and that, hey, Dwight, what do you think? What are your thoughts? What do you, th- what do you think of these creatures? Do you, see, do you see an opportunity to play them? There is, hands down. Go ahead and try. I welcome people to prove me wrong. I love being proven wrong. That's my wife, right, Ravishing? Yes. You, you, how many times have you proven me wrong? A lot. Not about Magic the Gathering, but she does prove me wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm humble about that. But when it comes down to it, ladies and gentlemen, Boo Crew, we got to be seasons here. Skyclave is not where it needs to be right now. Don't get me wrong. I want it to be where it has to be. But Portable Hole is a better substitute currently for especially one mana. Some of the biggest threats we have right now going for us in Pioneer is really in the one, the two mana range. We can handle everything else with, you know, uh, interaction through counter spells. But you know, I know, here I go again. We all know. The trick right now in Pioneer is to put as many creatures as we can out. Protect them and smash. Interact and phase with them. Do we play quick or do we hold back? That's up to you to decide. That's the fun part of playing spirits. That's the fun part of tempo is to figure out the type of line that you go through. And the only real way of doing it is playing the games. So for those who don't know, like I said, I'm going to pioneer uh, the MTG con in Philadelphia. I hope to see you there. I'm going to be there because God knows I'm on MTGO left and right practicing to make sure I don't make an ass clown of myself. Gonna be honest with you. My wife may be calling me an ass, but I'm no clown. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. Now, Ravishing, what do you think? I think it was a pretty good episode. I know you got to definitely into that spirit. <laughs> Bravo. Bravo, Ravishing, for doing so. Anytime. Uh, next time you tell another dad joke, you're going to get a just saying. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, the next time you're kicking your opponent's ass, make sure they say that's boo sheets. <laughs>